everybody. Welcome back to another segment of Bookends. This is Jason. It's our buddy Teaser. I'm Chucky. We're going to have some fun today. First, we're going to dive into uh, baseball, Jay, which uh, I know you guys that are uh, betting on the app and, and betting over the counter in our books are, are smiling. I mean, favorites have been hitting at an unbelievable clip over the last seven days. I think we looked at it close to 71% uh, covering on the run line, close to 60%, which is really much different than what they've been doing so far uh, early in the season or through the midway point. And it's really the haves against the have-nots. You've got so many good teams now that are playing really well, and the bad teams aren't playing well when teams being on streaks, both positive and negative. Yeah, we're seeing about a, a you know, from a season-long standpoint, uh, the difference in the favorites covering is about 12% over the last seven, eight days. Um, and the same thing on the run line. The uh, the run line they were covering at a, a 43%. Um, favorites were covering on the run line 43%, and that's up to 55% over the last several days. So people you think about that 43 I mean way under even right. you know splitting you're losing money if you're betting favorites in the run line up until the last week yep a lot of tickets being cashed and, and you said it the trade deadline kind of signifies who's in and who's out and um, we've really seen um, not so much picking uh, or playing favorites playing the winning teams but picking on the bad teams and uh, in particular the the Baltimore Orioles over the last seven days are uh, on a seven game losing streak and and not only have they lost seven straight days but they've also lost on the run line seven straight days um, Pittsburgh Pirates and the Chicago Cubs are also on a seven-game uh, losing streak, and they're both one and six on the run line in that streak. So, have you um, seen? I mean, have you seen the lineup that the Cubs are putting out there now? I mean, it is just what a contrast compared to what it was two weeks ago. I mean, you take away Rizzo, Bryant, uh, Kimbrel, Baez, it is an entirely different lineup that most of these guys have minimal or some no major league experience. Well, now betters are, are picking on them, and and um, so have the Milwaukee Brewers um, this week, and they'll have another game set there. But you know, again, you've got teams at the top of the division that can't afford to lose games to these uh, you know bottom teams and and they're really taking advantage of it and it's you know the big prices you're still laying a dollar 80 to, to 220 on them on the money line uh, but when you're able to lay a, a, a pick them or maybe a dollar 20 on the run line that's where you can make a lot of money and when you're hooking these up in your parlays um, it's been a, a great story for the betters they've been able to cash a lick at tickets and they're they're building their bankrolls as we uh, as we head into football season right. here. you know I think it, it's funny that you say that but uh, historically baseball has been the, the toughest sport for us to beat or we would hold the lowest percentage of the four major sports but I think you look at the run line and that was kind of our our best friend for a long time that we know you're just picking winners with the favorites and it didn't matter if they were laying a buck fifty a buck eighty two dollars two fifty but that run line was kind of the equalizer that so many games would end by one run and we saw it early in the season or at least up until the last week when they were only hitting at a 43 percent clip but as that number bounces to 55 I think yesterday what favorites were were 12 and two and and on the run line 11 and three or something I mean, it's just crazy um, the way that uh, they've been coming in so far. Yeah, you know, and when we talk about those particular, those three bad teams and the other team, um, they're, they're only on, I think, a four-game losing streak. But, again, we've talked about them before on the show as the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, who just really don't seem to get anybody out. They've been right. competitive, uh, but they seem to blow a lot of games in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. And, unfortunately, um, when their games are, are up against the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres uh, week over week over week, um, it's just not going to get any easier for them. And betters continue to back those teams that are playing the Diamondbacks. So they're, right. they're another one, again, from a West Coast standpoint. You find yourself, um, everybody's parlay is closing.
imposing on those games as they normally right. play the late game. Dodgers, at, Giants, Pods, and against the Rockies, at San Francisco, you know, right. something like yep. that. So, um, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of people cheering against those Diamondbacks <laughs> and have been uh, they've been they've been coming in for them and, and blowing a lot of games um, in extra innings and and giving up the run line in extra right. innings as they uh, the Giants I think have scored three three runs uh, last two times they've gone to extra innings against the Diamondbacks. So, um, you know, it's not a woe is me. We're excited and <laughs> and fun to have uh, right. baseball yeah, there. It's right. just been it's been some rough sledding here of late and like I said uh, the guests are building their bankroll and they should be uh, studying their college football studying their pro football when we get some preseason football on the board today so hopefully uh, some of that uh, baseball money starts to go to football and um, we'll have some some fun watching those games. I mean, historically though, Jay, it's nothing new. I mean, we we've seen this for baseball all the time. You kind of have those peaks and valleys. Um, it just seems like this year that at the trade deadline, it was just more pronounced that teams just really kind of depleted their star talent, and and the the disparity between the haves and the have-nots is is so great. But on the flip side, I think you look at some of the divisions. Look at the National or League East um, now that you know. A week or so ago, the Mets were in first. Then it was the Phillies. Now it's the Braves. Really competitive at the top. Um, you look at the American. Yeah, and just you know, it, right. it is matchup driven. Well, of course. You know, I yeah. mean, when you have that's the key word, good teams right? yep. against bad teams, that's yep. where you get the mismatches. And you know, if we end up having you know uh, Yankees White Sox, I mean, that's a that's a great right. series. They're not they're not uh, playing Astros, the Royals Rays and, and stuff, stuff like right. that. The Minnesota Twins have actually kind of bailed us out um, heading in the, the, right. against the White Sox as the White Sox and Yanks will go into playing in a in a, in a crazy incredible right, venue right. of Field of Dreams. I was actually uh, looking at uh, Kevin Costner having right. a catch on on, uh, on the field uh, this morning as they were showing it. So uh, a cool event for baseball to add I'm, in the I'm just hoping the, the camera angle can see like the, the ghosts of Lou Gehrig or, <laughs> or Shoeless Joe somewhere coming out of the cornfield. But you're right. That's going to be a, a super cool event. Uh, it, it's kind of a bucket list thing. If you could go to a baseball game and, and just kind of the, the aura and the feel of being at Field of Dreams in Iowa would be uh, something kind of cool to see. So we, we've got lots of props up on that. We can continue to push the menu in baseball a lot of batting props hitting props uh, pitcher props team totals so continue to look for those things and um, we're going to push all those all the way through through the playoffs and even as uh, college and pro football start we're going to really still focus on the baseball menu to make sure we have all those opportunities uh, for guests to continue to bet baseball division races are really cool though really quick to the the american league east i mean there's four teams right now three of those four um tampa the yankees and, and blue jays playing really well boston's not playing as good right now and then i think you look out West here. I know we talked about it. Like, like you know, we have to fade um, betting against the Padres and Rockies, and they're all riding the uh, the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants. But those three teams on top are really good. I mean, the Dodgers can't seem to catch the Giants. And you talk about a team with a close to a three hundred million dollar payroll. If they happen to not catch them. It's one game, one wild card game, and if it is against the Padres, it's going to be in, in Chavez more than likely. But you'd be looking at maybe Scherzer against Darvish for one game. Um, I'm not a big fan of that wild card setup, but hey, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I think it's paramount for any one of those three teams to win the National League West because if you don't, you're playing the other team probably in just one game. Well, the Giants continue to look fantastic. Acquiring Bryant's been great. Um, they've been struggling a little bit on the backside of the bullpen, but um, everything points towards. Uh, San Francisco continue to play really good baseball here. And the Dodgers, it's a matter of health. We just uh, saw Mookie Betts place back on the IL. Um, and, uh, you know, now with Trey Turner being there and Seager back healthy, you know, maybe 
they can kind of overcome Betts being out. And really, I think the key to them is uh, Bellinger finding his stroke. I mean, they've right. got him batting down seventh, eighth in the lineup. But uh, Chris Taylor and Turner, um, Justin Turner, have been absolutely playing fantastic, keeping them alive. And they're, again, don't know who their starting pitcher. I think we've got the Dodgers uh, today listed with any pitcher because they don't have a name to starter yet. So um, the whole mess at the top of the rotation with Kershaw and Bauer uh, being right. out and, and uh, Gonsolin as well has really kind of thrown a, another curveball at uh, Dave Roberts and the Dodgers on on filling their uh, they're filling their rotation. I like the Padres from the back end. I think bullpen wise of the three, uh, they've got the most balanced bullpen. They're the, they're the deepest, but we'll see how it unfolds in the National League West. But I think it's yeah, gonna they're going to get they're going to get Tatis back, and and again uh, it comes back to the top of their rotation. Snell's been good. good. Uh, Musgrove had a, had a decent start, but he had struggled there for several stretches, and you Darvish has really kind of struggled over his last right. four or five starts. So it's about those guys finding their mark and and maybe finding that. Well, next Snell starter. has struggled. I think it is last it was last, his last game was probably the best game he had. I think he went seven point one with thirteen strikeouts, but he well, hasn't been the against? same guy. Uh, I know, the, the the backs. I know. <laughs> and the next night, I think Musgrove struck <laughs> right. out sixteen right. guys. They struck right. out sixteen guys. Right. Right. And, you know, they've been they've been putting in um, Weathers there for a bunch of kind of spot spot, spot right. starts, and he's been getting uh, absolutely lit up. He's been atrocious, uh, giving up a bunch of first inning runs to the Marlins and the Rockies and and stuff like that. So he's struggled against some of those bad teams. Yep, baseball's been a little bit rough, but uh, really good for for you guys. So, um, but you know, as Jay mentioned, gives you guys a little bit of uh, fire and gets you guys ready for a uh, football season. Uh, the first full week of preseason is here. Um, it's kind of exciting, I think, when you, you know the way they have it spread out with games on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, last Sunday was the will be the last time that there's not a football game, pro football game, until mid-February, which is kind of cool. I know from our side of the counter, I think the great thing about preseason is that um, there's so many cool quarterback battles. I mean, we've seen the some of the struggles so far with Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, who were the first two quarterbacks taken. The next three, though, um, I think that's going to be kind of cool to watch in the preseason. You know, Ken Mac Jones uh, beat out uh, Cam Newton. Ken Trey Lance beat out Jimmy Garoppolo. And Ken Justin Fields beat out Andy Dalton. And I think with only three preseason games, these guys are going to be given an opportunity um, to play. I've seen so far with our handle on preseason, I think it's going to just absolutely dwarf and blow away what we did in 2019. No preseason last year, gang. Four games in 2019, three per team this year. I think our handle just explodes beyond that just because of the popularity with football and so many games being on TV this year. Yeah, and then again, we're not going to see the superstar quarterbacks playing. And um, No Rodgers, no Stafford, to name a few. I think Russell Wilson, a lot of these guys, you're right, aren't going to play. But, I mean, you go back to talking about a, a Mac Jones and a Trey Lance and uh, – uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence probably uh, the job is t- for his t- for him to lose. But well, that's interesting you say that because Urban Meyer has actually said he wants it to be a little bit more of an open competition between Gardner Minshew and, and Trevor Lawrence. And I think maybe that's the to light a fire a little bit because Lawrence hasn't been what they thought. I know it's just practice so far, and let's see what he does in the preseason. But that's a big question mark. They there's been some rumblings about the the soap opera surrounding Michael Thomas with the Saints that you know Urban Meyer coached him collegiately at, at Ohio. State. Um, the Saints need a DB. C.J. Henderson has kind of fallen out of favor with uh, with um, the Jags. Would there be a trade there? Maybe Michael Thomas does move and you get that big-time wide receiver uh, for Trevor Lawrence as but, well. But from a, from a preseason standpoint, the Jaguars are a good team to look at, obviously, obviously if Trevor Lawrence is uh, looking to play a bunch. Right. And then you got Minshew coming back in, trying to you know get a stop. This guy was a starting quarterback who had a, you know has, has done pretty well um, to be able to get some points on the board. There's the Jags. But you know the other ones with the Mac Jones, I, I don't think that these guys are uh, I don't think they're playing for a starting position I think they're playing to get the experience um, you know Trey Lance Justin Fields all those guys um, 
they are playing to get experience, and then if the season doesn't start the way it's supposed to, you know, if those teams lose right. three games or a one and two, and the quarterback play is not very well, then maybe it opens the door for them to steal that uh, that spot based on underperformance of the starting quarterback that's there. I don't know that they can beat out the incumbent starter here in the preseason. I don't know if there's – because those other incumbent starters aren't going to play time to really lose right. the time. Cam Newton's not going to lose his starting position because Mac Jones You'd plays have to good win in the preseason. No, I think if, if Justin Fields or Mac Jones or Trey Lance is just unbelievable, I think they make that decision that much tougher. And, and coaches are in a win-now mode. You didn't draft those guys to keep them on the bench the entire season. I know you say – you know, you hear coaches say we're going to bring them along slowly like Matt Nagy did about Justin Fields, but that's that's easy to say that. But if the Bears are two and two or one and three, he's starting week five. I guarantee it, if not before then. I think he would have started week one if they weren't playing the Rams. They're playing the Rams on the road. You can make a case that that is, is arguably the best defense in football, Super Bowl caliber defense. You look at guys like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, you don't want to throw a young quarterback out to that. However, it's still not going to stun me, I think, of the three we're talking about if he somehow starts week one. What about Zach Wilson? Where are you at on Zach Wilson and the Jets? I know, you know the it's, it's reports a out of camp is yep, that he's been not been good. It hasn't been good so far. I think it's it's hard there, maybe because of the it's the New York media that they expect the number two overall pick. I mean, don't forget they passed on Justin Fields, they passed on Trey Lance to pick Zach Wilson. I think going into the season, there was way more hype for Justin Fields and and for Trey Lance. So and there's a lot of pressure um, on Zach Wilson right now to perform. Um, they're in a tough division. Miami's kind of on an upward swing. We saw that last year. Uh, the Patriots. It's, it's still the Patriots. I mean, they went out and they signed Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. They made a lot of moves to improve that team and to help either Cam Newton or Mac Jones. The Bills are the best team in that division. Uh, they picked up Emmanuel Sanders to give Josh Allen another deal or another uh, weapon. And he signed that big new contract, Josh Allen. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Jets to perform. And if, if Zach Wilson's struggling, I don't even know. You know, I mean, there, there's not a lot of veteran leadership behind him. Maybe they're a team that goes out and gets somebody. And I think going back to what you said about Gardner Minshew, it's he could be playing for a starting job potentially in Indy. I know reports have been that that Wentz should be back maybe by week one, but timetable was 5 to 12. What if he has a setback? Is it a Nick Foles? Is it a Gardner Minshew? Is there is it a Jimmy Garoppolo? Somebody out there that the Colts have to make a move for. They have the toughest five-week stretch to start the season of any team in the league, and they play Tennessee in the first five. So they, they're a team that can't get off to a slow start if Wentz isn't there. But it's uh you know preseason's going to be fun a lot of battles going on um I'm I'm excited about it I mean you know the other thing um obviously the first episode of Hard, Hard Knocks, Knocks came right. that came out and uh, talking about the Dallas Cowboys and uh I th- the one thing that I got from that first episode is I I don't want Ezekiel Elliott ever wrapping a, a birthday present <laughs> for me I don't know if you have a chance to watch the episode but uh, really struggled uh, with the with the wrapping paper and the tape I think it took him 20 minutes to wrap uh, Dak Prescott a, a birthday gift uh, with a whole roll of tape being put on there but I mean it was really highlighted, you know, what Dak went through with the the ankle surgery and, right. and Zeke's fumbles in the first week, and so a lot of challenges for the Cowboys to overcome. But after watching the episode, I don't know if it's just hard knocks gives you that optimism. It does for, for right. a team, it's, and uh, but uh, you're almost uh, cheering for the Cowboys. And boy, do they have a lot of weapons in in those receivers and Gallup and Cooper and CD Lamb right. and uh, Zeke on the back end and Pollard. So that offense, I think, um, can be absolutely dynamic and and uh, picked put up, up a Michael ton Parsons of on defense. So yeah, yeah. The, the Cowboys look good and we'll just see if these guys you know how his ankle is going to hold up and, and if Zeke can hold on to the ball and find his 
legs and if he's the Ezekiel Elliott that he was, uh, you know, from just three or four years ago. I think the the, um, the NFC East is kind of interesting. We know that it's such a struggle for teams to repeat in that division, and, and I think the Giants are looking for Daniel Jones to take that next step. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks to be healthy, and, and he should be a go for week one. Washington football team added Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was kind of the key component they were missing was that quarterback who can open it up for, for McLaren and Gibson to go with that great defense they have. To me, the biggest question marks the Eagles. I know they've been there've been rumblings about they'd be in on Deshaun Watson. Um, we've heard that maybe Watson never plays another game for the Texans. Eagles seem the team that really wants him, but I think the other three teams right now are a little bit ahead of the Eagles going into. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I'm ex- I'm excited to watch all all those teams. Same. I mean, from an offensive standpoint, it was Washington that was just dominant on the defensive side of the football, and now uh, bringing in Fitzpatrick. Um, obviously, Gibson will be in his second year, and McLaren in his third year. Um, you can see to start. McLaren that, just needs someone to get him. Yeah, the ball. that off and, and just Fitzpatrick having that confidence. Right. Not watching Dwayne Haskins trying to force right. force balls, you know, and stuff like that. So Washington, uh, you know, you can make an argument that again, all three of those teams. Right. Actually, Hennessy played back. really well, and they got Logan Thomas at tight end, who's you know, you can make a case that he's kind of this year's version of of Darren Waller. That's getting a lot of that kind of hype. He's a big body tight end who can move the chains. So um, I think they're a really good team too. No, and when I said we we keep going and talking about you know we're going to do this football episode, so we got to <laughs> tell ourselves we're going to do a, a full foot an NFL. We keep not going into it, and then we uh-huh. go into it, but a full. NFL uh, fantasy you know, football segment, yeah. and you know, while we're talking about, you know, everybody's got got money in their in their pockets from from winning on baseball. Um, be remiss if we didn't talk about last man standing. Obviously, right. from a college football pro football standpoint, we've got the contest. It's open now for signups. Um, Hundred thousand dollar college football last man standing. Hundred fifty thousand dollar pro football last man standing. And if you win them both, twenty well seven hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus if you win both contests, making it a cool million if to win both contests. Right. Um, only twenty five dollars to get in. Buy four, get a fifth entry free. You're just picking a winner, uh, one winner each week, and if you had, uh, win, you advance. Uh, it's one of our again our signature contests. Right. Super fun to play. Turn your picks in in the book and, and advance to the next week. So uh, make sure to get signed up for Last Man Standing today. Yeah, it's, it's cool this year that we can offer the college one as well. I mean, there's been a lot of people that have asked about it. There's not a lot of options out there uh, for college football, so it's great to be able to offer them both. And uh, a lot of times, I think it was in 2019, it was it was getting a little bit late, like maybe week eight or nine. There was still a handful of guys that were still alive in both contests. So really fun. Um, don't forget to get signed up for STN Mobile now as well. We've got up to a thousand dollar or a, the five hundred dollar bonus going on right now. Now. So for five thousand, get up to a five hundred dollar bonus. And there's so many different things going on right now, guys. In sports, it's a great time to get signed up. We've got our kiosk in all of our properties. You can skip the line. Not just our properties, but the El Cortez, all of our Wildfire Gaming properties. Just a lot of cool stuff going on right you know, now. We, we actually this week um, started to hang all the. We had college football numbers up on all the first games um, that Labor Day weekend. Um, we hung all the totals and the money lines in college football, and started to see some of the the preseason rankings come out. And um, obviously. The, the teams that we expect right. to be at the top are all at the top in, in the Alabamas and Clemsons and Ohio States and Oklahoma and but uh, was there any is there any sleepers in college football that you got out there or uh, I don't know you know Heisman Trophy uh, candidates maybe that you're just starting to kind of dive into it myself and look at it a little bit I know there's been so much hype with with some of those schools and um, it's going to be fun this year to have the I think not just the conference play but the out-of-conference play where you get some of those big early season matchups um, that you can watch some of these teams and kind of get a gauge uh, of how they play. I was looking uh, just specifically when I, when we were, we're working on Heisman Trophy stuff, and um, obviously Spencer Rattler, quarterback out of Oklahoma, right. is the Heisman Trophy favorite. Um, kind of always looking for, you know, who are those – 
other guys that are on high scoring offensive teams should you know an injury happen or something like that um, obviously it's going to go much deeper and, and and we've seen the last several years the Heisman Trophy winner hasn't even been on our sheet in the field um, right. you know it's been yeah. part of the field so um, just a couple of guys I wanted to throw out there uh, Jaden Daniels a quarterback for Arizona State um, I think Arizona State's going to be a vastly improved team in the Pac-12 um, I think they're over under eight and a half wins so again if a team can win nine or ten games right. in the Pac-12 um, and, and put up the stats that uh, he potentially is going to put up at Arizona State is they're going to have to be a, a pretty high scoring offense although that defense is one of the best in the Pac-12 as well I think he's a guy to look out for another one um, Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy Iowa State it's another one with a, a bunch of returning players. I think their over-under wins is nine and a half. Uh, Matt Campbell came over to coach that team. Again, another super high-scoring team um, with a total at nine and a half. It means they're going to be at the top of the Big 12 conference there with a chance to right. uh, win a championship. So it could be a guy that uh, could steal. And, and my last one is uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Desmond Ritter, I think you can get that uh, 50-1 to one to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, Cincinnati's going to score a bunch of points in the AAC. Right. I think their over-under wins is again at nine and a half. So uh, as we look at those teams that could maybe make a run in those smaller conferences. I think they've got um, non-conference games uh, against Indiana and maybe Notre Dame um, from that standpoint of where they'd have to pull some a big but upset. It's a good to test for a player under. like that to see how he performs against schools. But, like but that. Uh, those were those were three guys I was kind of looking at and saying you know some some interesting stuff there because I think that those teams are going to put up a, a lot of points each and every week. Right. And anything saying that, I mean, we've got so many props up for football. If it's MVP, uh, rookie props, quarterback, running back, wide receiver uh, to make the playoffs, uh, some really cool individual matchups as well. There's just a lot of cool stuff on the board right now to bet on for football season. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we get excited about it every day and it <laughs> seems like every day we're putting something new on the board and we talked about obviously our, our expansion into team totals and um, so sometime, uh, you know, in the next week and a half or so, those first college games and uh, on that week one of uh, pro football, we'll have the individual team totals up for, for uh, each team that's playing and uh, can, can continue to push the envelope. I was looking at our over-under season wins, and um, we've got about uh, 25 teams in college football that we've got over-under season wins on, and um, we're going we're gonna to try and get up probably about another 25 um, to really explode that college football season wins menu, uh, go a little bit deeper into some of these conferences, some of the smaller schools, uh, taking a look at, uh, you know, the Alabama or uh, Alabama A&Ms and uh, Coastal Carolinas and Louisiana, some of the smaller teams in the Sun Belt Contest uh, Conference. I think that there's some some interesting teams there. Uh, Coastal Carolina, I was, I was actually looking, you know, they had a great season last year. Uh, Grayson McCall, their quarterback, had a huge season. They actually returning like 19 starters between their offensive and defensive sides of the football. Year, right? So, um, you know, came out of the woodwork last year, but maybe another team to, to continually look at and follow. So uh, we'll probably try and put up some of those uh, smaller conference team totals so you can have some uh, fun action on those uh, those smaller conferences. Great. I mean, I'm excited, guys. Again, it's football season. First full week of preseason. All the games on the board. It's going to be fun. And I think one last thing we can talk about, it's in our own backyard. It's uh, NBA Summer League. Uh, really seen kind of an uptick in, in handle on those. Games are on TV. We've been offering in-play. It's really an opportunity to see some of these young players play. See a Kate Cuttingham and some of those guys that went early in the draft. Even some guys from last year that didn't get a lot of playing time are playing in the Summer League. So a lot of fun games, and all those games are on the board as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and the Summer League's been great because it's every every game has been being televised. Right. ESPN2's got all the games. NBA TV's got all the games. So we've been able to put the games up on the big screen, kind of mixed in with your baseball that's going on. Um, and it's been great. The other, you know, the outside of the, the basketball Summer League, League has been really getting a ton of handle both um, over the counter and on our in play as tennis. Right. Um, we're, we're booking a lot of the ATP uh, tennis tournaments and, and uh, a lot of handle coming in on the tennis. And I think that's because of the new in play feature the of graphics the, the, the game, the so game cool. stats.
stats on the in-play where you actually, you know, you hit that uh, stats of the game and you're actually, the tennis court opens up to you. You see players <laughs> right. on opposite sides of the tennis court and the ball going back over and, and it tells you the points and who's serving. And so the in-play on the tennis has been absolutely fantastic. So if you haven't had a chance to to uh, look at the in-play and bet in-play tennis or maybe you've never played tennis before at all, um, it's really um, kind of a growing sport. It looks like there's a lot of people uh, falling in love with betting on tennis. And it's again, it's fun because you're The graphics you're are so cool. Every, every, right. Literally every yep. every game within the set and each set, um, there's there's a lot of action to be had there. So, you know, we talked about um, when you bet soccer, you know, there's so many options to be able right. to bet in-play right. soccer and tennis. It's it's just incredible uh, the number of things we have to be able to bet in-play tennis. Yeah, there's so many options out there, guys. Again, now's a great time to get signed up for, for STN Sports. And as Jay mentioned earlier, don't forget about last man standing. $25 entry fee, uh, four entries at 100 gets you a fifth entry free, both the college and pro option. 100000 guaranteed in college, 150 in the pros. Win them both. Cool 750 making it a million-dollar contest. So, yeah, and a still, lot of great stuff. Still got it up to $500 on the new sign-up bonus. Again, just an inc- absolutely incredible offer um 10 of your original deposit amount up to 500 dollars um so make sure you get in and sign up today get signed up today he's jason this is our buddy teaser i'm chuck we'll see you guys next week on another segment of bookends